Welcome back to the French Collection Podcast. Join us here each week as we glean from Pastor Tony French as he brings a message that speaks to the freedom and life that we have in Christ. Is he worthy? He is. (laughs) Yeah, amen. He is worthy. Um, We have been going through the book of John. We're in 1 John chapter 2 this morning. Um, What did we learn from 1 John? We learned that John um, was an old man when he wrote 1 John. He was a father, right? And that he he was going to tell us things, we read in 1 John chapter 1, things that he had seen, things that he had heard, things that he had felt. He's going to tell us things about Jesus. And I think that means that we should pay attention to what he has to say. He's not telling us what he he thinks happened. He's telling us what he really saw and who he really knew. So he started in 1 John by saying that we are to walk in the light. He described that, and I think that's a perfect way to describe us as his followers, as his disciples, as his uh, as Christians, as we are people who are walking in the light. Um, that means there are people that are walking in the darkness. And so, how do you feel about people who are walking in the darkness? Well, John makes it really clear how we are to feel about them. We are to love them. Love. We're to love those who are walking in the light, too. He says that if you're walking in the light, that you should live the same way that Jesus did. And I know, when I first heard that, it's like, how in the world could I possibly do that? And the answer is, the only way I can possibly live as Jesus did is to let Jesus live through me. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's how I can walk as Jesus did. So walking as Jesus did means that we love one another. Last week, John talked to us about three groups of people. Dear children, young men, and fathers. Now, There's a progression, right? A path. Just like in life, just like in your physical body, you start off as a dear child, you grow up to become a young man, and then into fatherhood, and to become a father. Same thing in our spiritual life. He's not talking about age or physical things. He's talking about spiritually. So when we come to Jesus Christ, we are dear children. And one of the the biggest important things for a dear child in Christ is to know that our sins are forgiven. Oh my word, the day your sins are forgiven. What a beautiful thing. But wait, there's more. There is more to the kingdom of heaven. There is more to walking in the light than just having your sins forgiven. And, you know, when I say just having your sins forgiven, it's like I'm diminishing 
the significance of having your sins forgiven. But you cannot possibly diminish the impact and the greatness of having your sins forgiven. But that's the door into the kingdom of heaven. That is not the end goal. Salvation is the door. Now we come into the kingdom of heaven as dear children, and we are grateful to God because our sins have been forgiven. And then as young men, we are in the process of overcoming the evil one, which is how Jesus lived. Um, as we continue to mature and grow as a young man, gaining victory over the evil one, we become fathers. And the significance of fathers, we know him who was from the beginning. Oh, you understand all of the greatness and the meaning and the impact of having your sins forgiven is huge. Adding to that the ability to overcome evil, how much greater is that? And then to get to the place where you can say, I know God. I know Him. Without diminishing the other two. Knowing God, <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. To walk every day of your life knowing God. Jesus said, I call my sheep by name and they know my voice. To know Him? Oh, isn't it? It so far surpasses having my sins forgiven that I sometimes forget that my sins are forgiven. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but it's oh, in the presence Remember what happened to Moses when he was up on the mountain and he got to see some of God? And his hair turned white and everybody was freaked out by him? I feel like that some days. I've seen God and everybody looks at me weird now. Yeah, you bet they do. They're walking in the darkness. We've been called to walk in the light. We are on a path of maturity. Um, many of us get stuck somewhere on that journey. And because we love each other, we need to lovingly nudge each other on. Come on. Keep coming. You won't believe what's around this corner. Oh, look at this. Come on. Keep coming. So we love each other. Now, something new today in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John 2.15 Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. So, what is John talking about when he says, do not love the world? What is the world? Well, he is not talking about the earth. Or the universe. He is not talking about the people in the world. Remember John 3.16? For God so loved the world. 
So it's not that that he's talking about. What is he talking about? <laughs> Kingdom of darkness. This worldly system that we're in. Like we read in Romans 12 too this morning, to do not conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The patterns of this world. The way the world works. There is a clear divide. There is the kingdom of heaven, and there is the world, and the kingdom of this world. You grew up in the kingdom of the world. You were born into that as a baby. As a result, you learned how to live in the rules and the ways of this world. Um, your mind was conditioned by that. Your heart was a stone. Then Jesus came, and things began to change. Remember this path of growth we're on? Dear children, young men, and fathers. Now, we are the new creation, and we must live like Jesus did. And one of the foundational things is, which system, which kingdom will you live in? Remember, Jesus said you can't follow two masters? You can't. You can't be in two kingdoms. You can't keep one foot in one and one foot in the other. Like John says, if you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. You can't have both. Loving the world does not mean that you, love, you don't love sunsets or that you don't love your neighbor. No, of course not. It means loving the way this world works. Which you are very comfortable in because that's how you got your start. Um... What's the world like? What's this world system, the kingdom of this world? What's it like? Well, we all know this because that's where we got our start. But the world system is all about me, the self-life. Um, the phrase, I'm going to get mine. Or as babies like to say, as they snatch a toy away from somebody else, MINE! You can hear the evil in their voice, can't you? MINE! I had four daughters. I did not teach any of them to do that. They knew that on their own. It's not learned behavior. It comes with the nature of that kingdom that we say, MINE! And we grow up in that, and we learn that we won't get what we want if we keep screaming, mine, as an adult. So we modify the ways we do that, so that we can get our own. Some of us. This idea of the self-life and I'm going to get mine can be very, very ugly. Right? Racism. Brutality, destruction, hatred, things like the Nazis in World War II. It's death, it's destruction, it's domination. It's saying that people don't matter and they're not as important as I am. It's what you see on the news media. Evil deeds done in daylight. Right? 
The kingdom of this world can be a brutal, brutal place. Um, it's savage. It's kill or be killed. Now, all of us, we very quickly reject that. But then there's the other way that the kingdom of this world works. It's smiling at someone while you knife them in the back. Right? It's evil deeds done in darkness. It doesn't look near so bad. It's deception. It's covering up evil. It's convincing yourself that wrong is right and right is wrong. It's, it's having the majority on your side that this is the thing we should do so we all feel good about living in the kingdom of darkness. And that's what most of us have experienced with the kingdom of this world. It works. I get what I want. Right? Why does John have to tell us not to love the world? Because we love the world. We love the way that works. Each one of us has a different method and a different technique, but we have learned to make the world work to our favor. I get what I want somehow or another. Like some of us in the recent pandemic, we like being alone, so the pandemic was awesome. I get to be alone. Some of us who don't like to be alone found ways to not be alone in the pandemic. Right? You see how it's all about me? The kingdom of this world is all about me getting what I want. Um, it's me making sure that I am taken care of. It's me making sure that my voice gets heard. My opinion matters, darn it. You need to listen to me. Right? It's making sure that my will is done. Poor little kids, the one who screams mine is also the one who screams, you're not the boss of me. And here I am, 62, and I still have both of those thoughts ringing in my head. It's mine and you're not the boss of me. Um, as a way of confession, I like those things. They make me feel good. But it's temporary. And it doesn't last. And it makes me be alone. And it's definitely not the way Jesus lived. And it's definitely not loving one another, nor walking in the light. So I'm presented with a choice. Loving the ways of the world, or living in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, man. See, it's making sure that I am seen and heard, making sure that my will is done. Or as John says, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Remember Eve in the garden? Remember the tree that she was not supposed to eat of? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Do you remember how she described it? She looked at the tree and said, it's good for food. 
lust of the flesh. She looked at the tree and said, it's a delight to the eye, lust of the eyes. She looked at the tree and said, that's going to make me wise like God, the pride of life. Every sin has its root in these three things. The lust of the flesh. Right? I, what's that like? Well, my body, by design, desires things. And the lust of the flesh is saying more. I want more. One brownie is a nice little sample. I want more. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eye. I look at something and it is beautiful. Have you ever seen an ugly motorcycle? I hardly ever do either. Every time I see one, I think, I'd take one like that. Right? Lust of the eye, just the continuation of more, more, more. I want that. Or the pride of life. God's okay, but I really don't need Him, right? I only really need God during a pandemic or during a major illness. The rest of the time, I got this. Yeah, I've got this. Pride of life. As a dear child moves to young man and moves to father, the light is shown, shined, shines. The light exposes these things as being lies. What does lust get us? An empty pit. It cannot be satisfied. It cannot be filled. And you know that. If you spent much time in the pursuit of yourself, you know that there is no end. The, world, the whole world is this way. There is no end. We need more. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. Why? Because if you love the world, that means you love yourself and there is no room for you to love the Father. Because you are the King of all things. It's not that John is saying that if you love the world, then God hates you. It's not that. He's saying just the opposite, in fact. When you love all that so much, you don't have room for God or need for God. None of that stuff. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, that does not come from the Father. It comes from the world. What does come from the Father? Desire. God gives us the desires of our heart. And God intends to satisfy the desires of our heart. What we do is take that upon ourselves. I have a desire and I'm tired of waiting on God, so I satisfy it myself. Pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the lust of eyes. I'll do it myself. I don't like the way God's doing this. I'm going to satisfy it myself. So here we are with a clear and obvious choice. 
a fork in the road. The world and its system, whose ruler and king is Satan, or the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven has life and freedom and love and joy. The kingdom of this world, it's all about you, which is a very, very small story. So John 2.17 says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. See, we know this. If you spend any time living according to the world, you know it doesn't cut it. Right? Like, if yesterday you were satisfied... Today's a brand new day. Right? You don't stay satisfied. It's like I told Lana I loved her back in 1982. Why she need to hear it every day? If anything changes, I'll tell her. No, no, no. We have this desire to be met and filled, and God does that, and it's eternal. The world does it, and it passes away. The world and its desires pass away. They are passing away. And they will completely pass away. The world will end. Not the earth. Not the people. Right? Jesus is making us new. But the world system? Satan is defeated. The desires of this world will also pass away. See that? The world passes away and its desires pass away. I would submit to you as you grow through dear children, young men, and fathers, that you will experience the desires of the world passing away. I always talk about how much I love brownies, and it's mostly just a point, although I will eat a pan if given the opportunity. Um, see, I know what happens when I eat a pan of brownies. I get high, I feel awesome, and then I crash. Right? The sugar crash is over and now it's time for bed. I'm done. And then you know what happens tomorrow? Because I had all that sugar, my body is starving. So I want more, more, more. I know that. That's why when there's a pan of brownies, one or two, that's enough. See, I know that. The desires of the world are passing away because I know what the fruit of that is. So I don't, I don't want to demand my own way. I don't need to demand that I be heard, that my opinion get expressed. Those things can be put to death as they're passing away. Because the whole thing's going to pass away. And oh, Jesus, bring it on. Bring it on. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I don't know if it's this afternoon, next week, next month. I don't know when. But I'm all in, Jesus. You can come right now. Right? I want this world to pass away. This is great news. Now those who live in the kingdom of heaven, they live forever. Are you in the kingdom of heaven? If you are walking in the light, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are, in fact, in the kingdom of heaven. And you will remain there forever. At some point, Jesus will come and restore all things. 
How does that all play out? I, I don't know. It plays out like this. Jesus comes back and puts this world to an end where Satan is bound, thrown into the pit. No more. No more. No more. And then the will of God. Hey, Jesus, teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Yeah, that's what we're praying. That Jesus' kingdom would come and Jesus' will would be done. Why are we praying those things? Because they don't happen without it. The kingdom is coming. Come, Lord Jesus, and thy will be done. That's right, Jesus. I want to do your will. May your will be done everywhere around me. So, what have we learned this morning? We've learned there's two kingdoms. The world refers to the kingdom of this world. And Satan is the ruler of this world and that kingdom. And that kingdom and Satan will pass away. And there are two kingdoms. And you cannot live in both. Can't straddle the fence. Not allowed. You're in one or the other. You must choose. For me, it's an easy choice. But quite frankly, it's only an easy choice because of what I've experienced. Maybe your experience hasn't been the same thing yet. So I pray that the kingdom of this world fails you quickly so that you will know you cannot live in that kingdom. You cannot love the world. You must choose the kingdom of heaven. You must choose. It's an easy choice. But it's costly. It will cost you. Because no longer are you the king of the universe in the kingdom of heaven. God is the king. And we worship him and we love him and we serve him. It's no longer about me in the kingdom of God. Which is a great relief. And it's great hope and great purpose and great meaning when I am not the star of the show. Because that is a very small story when I'm the, when I'm the main character of the story. Instead, I'm a part of the great kingdom of heaven. And my heavenly Father loves me. And Jesus lives with me. And the Holy Spirit lives in me. So living in the kingdom of heaven is a very costly thing. I must die, and Jesus must live. But it's the best thing ever. And I would invite you, if you are not walking in the light, if you are not a follower of Jesus, if you're still stuck where you are the center of all things, have I got good news for you. Let's talk. Jesus is the way. He's the answer. So Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for forgiving our sins. We thank you for resurrecting us like you were resurrected. We thank you for living in us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being our counselor and guide. Jesus, we pray that you would give us eyes and ears that we would see the things the way you see them, that we would hear your voice, that we would walk in the kingdom. The old man would be put to death and we would find our life in you. We pray all of it in your name, Jesus. Amen.